The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. It's the best lip balm in America. Wait, what? Lip balm can be that much better? Oh, yeah. Hi there. It's Doc Thompson for Balm Shot. Just go to balmshot.com. Balm is in lip balm, shot like shotgun shell. You got to read the entire story for yourself at balmshot.com. But trust me, you will love it. And right now, if you order six of them, you'll get a free Balm Shot uh, lip balm, plus a logoed baseball hat, and free shipping at balmshot.com. But make sure to use the promo code DOC, balmshot.com. So I didn't even realize the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau was still in existence. Me I didn't even did. know that was out there, but apparently yeah. it is, and there's some things going with it. Colin Hanna, president of Let Freedom Ring, joining us now. How are you, Colin? Terrific, Doc. How are you? I'm doing well. So this Consumer Financial Protection Bureau that I think was started during the meltdown of 2008 or 9 uh, is still in existence? Yeah, in the, in the aftermath. Originally, it was the, uh, the dream child, if you will, of Elizabeth Warren. And then when she couldn't get uh, appointed by Obama because she wasn't going to get Senate confirmation, Richard Cordray, who is nothing but a political hack, uh, was appointed to it. And it is, Doc, the most unresponsive, unaccountable uh, bureaucratic organization you can imagine. Let me give you just two examples. It's part of the executive branch of government, right? Because it's one of the administrative departments. Okay. Well, one of the ways that an executive branch department is held accountable is by the president being able to appoint the head of that department. Well, guess what? In the CFPB, that's not so. The head of the CFPB is protected from presidential uh, displeasure. You know, the the old line about uh, they, they serve at the pleasure of the president. Well, if a new president comes in, they can't get rid of the head of the CFPB unless there is some kind of finding of cause. And if you have observed government for long, you know that it's virtually impossible to find somebody for cause in government. So it's it's an appointed position that is lifetime then, essentially? It's a five-year term. Oh, okay. A five-year term can extend past the term of the president who made the appointment. Gotcha. So a new president comes in and can't appoint a new head. Secondly... The other way that a department is held accountable is to the Congress on the basis of the budget, right? The Congress appropriates the money for the department so the Congress can approve or disapprove the department's budget. Well, guess what? Once again, the CFPB doesn't operate according to that. The Congress does not, in fact, appropriate the CFPB's budget directly and cannot modify it. CFPB is funded by a fixed percentage of the funding for the Federal Reserve. And it's a small enough percentage that you can't say, I don't like what the CFPB is doing. I'm going to cut the funding for the Federal Reserve. That's too big and too important. So they are also held unaccountable. Well, what do you think happens to an organization whose budget is unaccountable and whose head is able to serve without the uh, pressure of the chief executive? They can do whatever the hell they want. Absolutely, and it runs out of control. So one of the first examples is they build themselves a headquarters. Isn't that nice? And they wind up going $200 million over budget. But who's held accountable for it? Nobody. So along comes the Trump administration. Wow. And when Richard Cordray decides to step down to go back into his political hackdom of a candidate and decides to run for governor of Ohio, now there's an opportunity with a resignation to appoint a new director. 
Well, Cordray picks somebody to be his deputy and tries to fix the table so that she, Leandra English, would automatically succeed him and once again be out of the reach of the accountability of the executive. Wait a minute, wait. So instead, they slide Miss Mulvaney in there temporarily as acting director, and now he's ready to step down, and he has picked out who he wants to come behind him, a woman named Kathy Craninger. And the left is going absolutely bonkers because, in their opinion, she's not qualified. Well, guess what? Mick Mulvaney wanted to cut the budget at CFPB to zero. Can't do that because of the way the thing is set up. So he wants to make the uh, department, the, the organization, smaller. If you can't completely get rid of it, then you make it as small as possible. That involves fundamental restructuring. So you've got to have somebody in there with the mentality of small government and accountable government. That's what he's got with his selection of Kathy Craninger. And when you hear the left scream about how somehow she's not accountable because she doesn't have deep experience in financial regulation, that is a complete and utter smokescreen. What they're trying to do, Doc, is protect a political fiefdom. Why does this bureau even exist I mean, it was really kind of sketchy whether it was needed. You know, it was re- very um, uh, kind of knee-jerk reaction for the time. What do they do? What do they claim they do, Colin? Well, what they claim to do is what's in their name, consumer protection. But how? Consumer I mean, what, what are they out there doing every day that's protecting well, consumers? That doing, yeah. doing things like bank regulation. And what they've done, in fact, is destroy community banking, one of the most I would argue, accountable and responsible segments of our entire uh, financial system are good community banks who invest in the businesses in their area, who help develop businesses that the bank owners know, and all of the stuff that is the essence of small business financing. And by oppressive regulations, ostensibly in the public interest, they've driven community banks virtually out of existence. So that's the tremendous power they have. And if the Congress, for instance, a member of Congress might be uh, approached by a number of constituents who say, wait a minute, this CFPB has just closed my bank, a bank that I've worked with that has been around for 50, 100 years. Everyone knows them. Everyone trusts them. And they shut them down. So enough of that happens. Members of Congress say, well, wait a minute, what can we do about this? And the answer is virtually nothing until the thing is entirely restructured. That's what the focus ought to be. You want somebody who's got a perspective of small government restructuring, strip things down to the essentials. That's the mentality you want, not somebody who's got a deep experience in financial regulation. I would, they ought to be doing less, not more. I would think, based on what they claim they're they're doing, you know, protecting consumers, I could probably come up with five, six, seven, maybe more layers of true protection that already exist in the world and in our government to protect consumers. There's other agencies. There's the fact that we vote for people, you know, that that represent us. Um, there is the the legal system where you can sue for fraud. There's all of these things that would protect the consumer. Well, you say that your show is about the collision of common sense and comedy. I'll tell you, what you've just demonstrated is the collision between common sense and bureaucracy. Right, right. That's it. It ought to be a violent collision. It should. That's what this administration is all about. So, um, 
Has there been any talk of getting rid of this bureau instead of just trying to populate it with better people and redirect it? Yes, but it's very hard to get rid of because the way it was structured. So in the interim, you've got to have somebody heading the bureau who does not believe gotcha. that the bureau is somehow God's gift to uh, to the common man. And that's always going to be tricky because it's difficult to find uh, people that are willing to put themselves out of a job. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Find, find, find a bureaucrat who's opposed to bureaucracy. <laughs> uh, I think that Kathy Cronin is probably about as close as you can get. So that's the way you ought to be looking at that, and your listeners ought to be looking at that. So the action point, Doc, is to ask your listeners to contact their senator and say, we need somebody at the CFPB who doesn't believe in the agency. Mm-hmm. Kathy Croninger is the perfect person. She'll be responsible, um, and, and therefore that's what we need, not some sort of uh, tenured regulator. Colin, great information. Thank you so much. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and uh, tweet out and post on my Facebook page a link to the story that you have, uh, the opinion piece on foxnews.com, so people could check it out, and hopefully they will do just that. They'll say, hey, you need to – help promote Kathy, and then let's ultimately shut this thing down when we can. Spectacular, Doc. Have a terrific day. Have a great day, buddy. Appreciate it. Colin Hanna, president of Let Freedom Ring. Hey, it's Doc Thompson. If you like what you hear on the program, you should check out Pat Gray Unleashed. The podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. In 2011, Aaron Hale, a former Navy chief, was severely injured when disposing of an improvised explosive device. He lost his eyesight and most of his hearing. So he returned to his love of cooking as therapy. And with the help of his love, Michaela, they created Extraordinary Delights, or EOD Fudge for short. These things are amazing. You'll love them. Go to EODFudge.com. That's EODFudge.com and try the caramel apples, the brownies, the strawberry, white, and decadent triple fudge confections. EODFudge.com. Promo code BLAZE to get 10% off. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.